When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny's The Last of Us Breakdown. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We have a special little friend here today. We do. Cole is making his first appearance on content. My new wiener dog here, Ben's dog. Uh, Joey and Kevin guilted me into bringing him. So there he is today. He's here to hang out. He's here to have fun. And he is taking it all in. He is a lot more than I expected. There's a lot to take in for this poor guy. Yeah, he's he's doing well. I like it. How you doing? New face of video games. Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. I'm doing great. How close did, I, did you guys get to downloading Last of Us? Dude, that so close. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it's going to happen. That's, that, this will re-inspire the, the PS5 Part 1 yeah. replay for me. It's an inevitability. We've been talking about it on Games Daily for so long that like, what is The Last of Us on HBO going to do to Last of Us players? We are those players. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are now those like, people. I replayed it back. in August, and already I'm like, I think I could do another playthrough. I think I might be able to go through again. That is the energy we want. Of course, I want to start this off by saying shout out to Carter Harrell and Cameron Kennedy for that a gorgeous, absolutely amazing intro. One of my favorite intros we've ever had here at Kind of Funny. Uh, but I'm very excited to be here in the spare bedroom on this set. We're trying something just a little bit different going for a big theme. Last of Us is something that we've all been very, very excited about. So we're like, let's go all out. So that's oh, yeah. exactly what we're doing each and every week for the next nine weeks live on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny at 9 a.m. on Mondays, the day after it comes out on HBO on Sundays. We'll be doing breakdowns of HBO's The Last of Us. I'm very, very excited about that. Um, of course, you can get this on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny, either live at 9 when we watch it or at your leisure later whenever you want to watch leisure 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 as a podcast though you got to search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we will be right there for you we also cover all the other shows and trailers and movies that you would expect us to on that feed um of course we are brought to you today by patreon.com slash kind of funny specifically the next gen podcast episode oh. so you're going to hear more about that later shout out to our patreon producers jay kolbs nathan lamoth monica boomenlog dj kento on twitch trent barry james hastings colin huguenel and casey andrew we appreciate all of you so much if you support us on patreon you get to get the shows ad free you get to watch most of them live as we record them and you get like greg likes to say a bevy of bonus content that you are going to absolutely love but enough about all that stuff We got to talk about The Last of Us. HBO's The Last of Us, episode one, just happened. I want to set the record straight. A lot of people are asking, how are we going to cover spoilers on this? Uh. It's always hard sometimes to talk about different things. I want to let everyone know, we are going full spoilers on this show. We are people that have played Last of Us 
countless times at this point. The majority of our audience has played this game countless times. We've had so much discourse about The Last of Us over the, the discourse. years. discourse. Mm. So we're coming at this from the perspective of assuming people have played the games, assuming that we are going to be able to dive deeper and get into things and point things out, make some uh, assumptions about upcoming things and episodes. We're going to be talking about all of the next time on trailers. We're going to be talking about potentially Last of Us 2 stuff. Like we are talking about The Last of Us. Anything that's out there, we are discussing. I want that straight. Now for this episode, though, I do want to have a little spoiler-free section in the beginning, just just for the people that might be coming in that didn't expect it to be full spoilers, even though we've explicitly said it. In Maybe we ways. just do it every episode. We start with a little section. Just fine. Just a little. We'll do spoiler-free in the beginning if people want that. Just like yeah, just like an old in review. But then we're going straight into full spoilers, and I mean full spoilers. All right, <laughs> that's where I'm starting. <laughs> the end of part two. <laughs> I've been doing on it, and I got more to say. Greg, let's not do that, but I do want to start with you. What did you think, spoiler-free, real quick, of episode one of The Last of Us? I mean, what a fantastic episode, and what a fantastic start to this show. Um, as you said, a, a huge fan of the game, right? It, there was that, oh, man, they're sticking close. That's really cool, but what, I think they're doing such a great job of expanding. I think the changes they made in the show uh, so far for characters and for what's going on makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think it's really interesting to see how it's going to grab the mainstream because it's assured to do that. This is so well done. You know what I mean? Like you, I, Performances, sets, music, like you name it. I think they crushed it in this first episode, and I think it's only going to get better from here. Blessing. God, Pedro Pascal, man. Like, he did the damn thing. Uh, Bella Ramsey as Ellie was, for me, unexpectedly fantastic. Not that I don't have trust in Bella Ramsey, but the fact that I think she brings her own flair to the character that really separates this Ellie from the video game Ellie in a way that I, I really like. She's more aggressive. She's more like, I, I describe her as feral a little bit, where she's like, I feel like this girl's going to fuck you up at any, at any point in the show. Uh, so I absolutely love that. The way they expanded on the stuff from the original game, I think it's fantastic. Uh, and yeah, it's a fantastic first episode. Yeah. What? Oh, sorry. Go what I it. like about it, and jumping off, and still spoiler free, what I like about it is that you describe Ellie as more feral here, right? Whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that is what we saw with her. He obviously chained to the radiator, right? And how that is, blah, blah. And it's also so interesting of, I never thought about that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Last of Us Part 1 is is told from Joel's perspective. We're playing as Joel, right? To see her, what's going on with Ellie, and what it was like for her to be brought in that situation, to see what's happening with the Fireflies and what was brought into the situation, to even see, you know, Tess on her own for a little bit. It was like, oh, man, like... These are story threads that probably were happening in Neil's head and Bruce's head when they were making Last of Us Part 1, but me as a player, I never worried too much about it. I always thought, oh, well, you know, Ellie and Marlene, they've been close. I'm sure it's great, yada, yada, yada. And like to see this relationship and how it actually was in the introduction of the facts, I thought that was cool. But Tim, what did you think of this episode? I mean, they did it. You know, we all knew they were going to do it, but they they pulled it off and they they absolutely did, I think, from every perspective. Like when they started talking about this, like we knew that Last of Us being adapted wasn't inevitability. We heard about the movie potentially happening, like all the rumors and stuff. But when it was announced that it was going to be an HBO show with the creator of Chernobyl, Neil Druckmann was going to be as involved as he is. The music's going to be made by the same person. All this stuff, it's like, okay, so far, so good. Too good. Then you hear true, Pedro yeah. Pascal, then you hear Bella Ramsey, then you start hearing the rest of the casting, and it's just like Everything is adding up for this to just be a perfect storm of, of a hit. And from the amazing intro in this, the most HBO-esque intro uh, that I can imagine for The Last of Us in this beautiful meeting of the two things I love so much, um, all the way through to the performances, this feels like I'm playing or watching the director's cut of yep. one of my favorite video games that really has a lot of the things that, like you're saying, it feels like it, it fits in the world and it all feels authentic. It feels like they're 
perfectly uh, adapting the story, even though there's so much added, but the way that it's added is the way that only uh, a TV show can really get into and allow you to live in and see things and have these character moments that you don't get in games because you get different gameplay moments. And I, I really like how this still has feelings of being inspired by a video game, even though sure. the cinematography of it and um, specifically moments that are straight out of the game that were shot that way in the game because that's how games work. But to see it in live action in an HBO quality show, I am very blown away. Can't wait to keep watching. Dude, hearing Tommy talk and him sounding like Tommy from the game, I was like, oh shit, like they actually nailed this. And then uh, Tess, there was one scene where Tess is like, turned around and she's dressed like Tess. And I was, for a second, I was like, is this, this looks like the video game Tess. And then she turns around and she's a live action human being. And I'm like, oh, God damn. Like they're really nailing the things that make the last was the last was stylistically in a way where I'm like, yeah, I'm watching this post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, survival TV show. And from looking at it, I can tell it's not Walking Dead, right? It's not like any other post-apocalyptic thing I've seen. This looks like The Last of Us, which is, I think, a Herculean feat to achieve. And also, it goes. I, I, I think a lot of the show is going to really raise up like how good the, the original Last of Us game is, just in terms of style, in terms of music, in terms of characterization. Like, I think there's a reason why this is, I think, the go-to oh man, this is going to be the video game adaptation that really, I guess, sets the world on fire. Um, and that's because the, the original work is so good. Sure. The, yeah, the, the core concept, the core idea, what we saw from the from the gate, right? When you yeah. talk about the first Last of Us on PlayStation 3, how good that was, and even to be able to go back and be remastered and do this and do that and become the show. It's incredible. It is. It is. So I, we're going to do it now. We're jumping into full spoilers from here on out. If you don't want spoilers... Come back to this and when later, you when say you're ready full spoilers, spoilers, you're saying obviously we're spoiling episode one the way mm -hmm. we talk about it. But then just it's anything's on the table. We're talking anything full spoilers for Last of Us one, Last of Us two for uh, the inside the episode breakdown thing they do after the episodes, which you guys should totally watch if you didn't. Fuck you, I watched um, it. The like I didn't do my homework. <laughs> next time show. on trailers, like all of that stuff. Is so left be behind though is off the table. And left behind. I'm as fucking well. with left you. American well. Dreams though is off the table. American Dreams is on the table. It's on this table for people who don't know what is American Dreams, Greg. Oh, it was a comic book put out, but of course, that filled in some of the gaps there of what was happening with Ellie and her story at the Military Academy. You should all read it. Faith Aaron Hicks drew it. And just like the show's doing, added in a whole bunch of the little backstory and stuff of seeing characters, like the opening of this, right? The, the, that's the thing that I am so impressed by, is when we talk about The Last of Us in a general sense, I feel like one of the more popular things to come up is Sarah's death, yep. right? Is that, that opening scene, how incredibly gripping it is back in 2013 and even now every time we play it every time we watch it it makes you feel something right yeah and seeing it done this way and having that like drawn out intro to it all where it's like there was the uh, a fair bit of time before there's the moment of like oh this is where the game starts and like i loved that because it felt so great to see uh nico parker is the the actress she's uh tandy newton's daughter uh, oh i thought she looked just like tandy newton okay yeah yeah that was playing uh sarah in this one uh to see her work through the, the the city and like see these little clues happening without saying much like yeah. it was just so good it reminded me of like a pixar short film a really dark one uh but where it's like <laughs> less dialogue focus and more just kind of like environmental storytelling very video game-esque it's definitely one that i think if you weren't 100 percent sure of where the show was going or you were just enjoying it and being excited to be into it it's worth going back and watching again to see all that because you know it's an old story obviously but like i my favorite i'm a horror fan my favorite horror is zombie horror and i know of course these are clickers yada yada but like the 
way first off they introduce it with the 60s tv show and the big idea, head yeah 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 every that's what barrett said too and i was like but it's also the old guy from the mummy remember when he was young and he was the he was the, the, brother, the, brother. the brother the brother and the mummy is the guy who talks about the fungus uh introduced that way but then i my favorite part of any zombie story is the beginning as the world falls as the clues are there and so like to be with Sarah throughout that day and the ride and, like, you know, have it be as simple as, like, the kid in her class that was twitching. Like, and it was, like, shaking his bracelet, but it, it also wasn't the natural. Like, he wasn't, like, you know, doing something. It was, like, him not even being in control of his body starting, right? Into the jets flying above and the, the watch shop shutting down. And then, the of old course, lady. the incredibly <laughs> off-putting, terrifying thing of the old lady, you know, opening her mouth behind her. It was like, damn, this is such a nice walk into what is going on here and i love the fact that we get more of outbreak day usually outbreak day is just the fact that okay we know it from it all pops off you know we smash through the glass and we have to kill some people and get in the truck but to actually live the day a bit and see the world start to really crumble that was awesome in the like news reports and like of course getting caught like what is jakarta where is that and like they're talking about that rather than the news itself yeah i think for me what makes the show special is that it's very much a tv show and they're playing to the strengths of a TV show, right? You talk about the, the things they change in that first 15 minutes of the game, which end up being the first 35 minutes of the show, right? And it is, it's, Sarah's not waking up and then walking to Joel's room and then turning on the TV and then seeing the newscast and then just cl click R3 and then you look, right? Because like, <laughs> so much of that, I feel like- When she works. looked at the room, like, oh, you gotta go investigate in there. Yeah. Why don't you go investigate in there? <laughs> Play the game right, right Sarah. God, the rooms though, they looked- Exactly. exactly the same. Exactly go in there, the yeah, with the, the treadmill and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, go in there, open the birthday card. Yeah, but I, I love <laughs> that they changed that though, because like I think that opening to the last list works so well because it is a video game, right? Because sure. you're playing as Sarah and because you are actually walking through these rooms and like going downstairs and picking up the phone and like going through the motions. You can't really do that in a TV show like you could, but I don't think it would hit the same. I yeah. think having it be this thing of, we're going to build it up more and have it be a, okay, the dog, all right, I'm going to follow the dog into the neighbor's house. And now it becomes a thing of, as people who played the game, you know what to expect, but now you're in this, you know, uncharted territory. Uncharted. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, all right, well, where, this, where is this going to go? Because I know what's supposed to happen, but this isn't how it happens in the game. I think using that to both subvert expectations, but then also make it play well as a TV show where you see the old lady on the ground eating, I guess, her kids, right? And like... Sarah having to be like, all right, what the fuck is going on? And that then leading to things, I think. Fungus mouth, though, gross. Oh, the fungus so mouth. gross. I think that was such a better way to do it. Yeah. At least yeah. for the TV show. And, and in terms of subverting expectations, I, it was so fun watching this with my brother and Gia, who have not played the game, do not know the story. Oh, wow. And, oh, they fucking loved it, too. They're all, like, this show's a hit. Like, this show is going to work for, I, I haven't heard a single bad thing about it. Like, some people are like, oh, I don't like it as much as the game. That's, like, as far as the criticism mm -hmm. go for me, but uh, that I've heard so far. But uh, it being such a, a great story of like the expectations of you imagine that sarah it, they present it as if she's infected right they pr present it where there's like it, enough hints at it that you're like you're going to be like oh man it's going to be sad when she's infected whatever but when the guy comes out with the gun you do not expect her to get shot we do <laughs> but yeah. normal people don't <laughs> yeah and they do a great job again of doing that those little breadcrumbs in there right of like oh it's people in the city right oh well the old lady went to the city all the time and then she was like but you have to go to the city a lot, right? Because we saw her in yeah. the city at the watch place. I just thought that stuff was brilliant. And like the the changes of the timing of it all, like starting with the the, the 60s flashback, I thought 
grounded everything and like sets the stage so well for a big time jump to 2003 loving how they played with that like george bush is president or you see yep. that on the, yeah, the yeah, walls yeah. and stuff but even the conversations that they're having in the in the car on the way when they're trying to get out and she's like terrorists. what's going on like yeah, what's yeah. happening like is it terrorists and all this stuff like the framing of the last of a story and global warming being a part of it i thought was like so that wasn't in the games right no loved that like i just think that like the the framing of why this is all happening and like the timing i think adds to it so much more because the fear that would be happening in america in a that close to 9-11 world and this stuff happening is like even more than now and i just think that that shit was a brilliant so, changes so much of it feels so additive too right where i like i think you run into the risk when adapting something like this where it is oh, okay are the things i'm adding am i am i answering questions that people don't have everything in this show feels like it is contributing to the actual story where it does feel like was this left on the cutting room floor like was this stuff that you just weren't able to include in the game because it feels so core to the story that you're telling and even moments that were retreaded that were retold feel a bit more expanded and a bit more grounded in a way where uh in the grounded. scene a grounded uh in the scene where you know they're driving out the city right and uh, they come across the people on the street and they're like help 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 right and like yeah, yeah, yeah. joel's like no nah, keep going keep going i never in the, while playing the game and i've played the game countless times now especially the first 15 minutes I never thought about how Sarah responded to that, right? Like how that would have been, especially for Joel, how that would have been one of Sarah's last interactions with Joel, right? And like, how does that, how does Joel see himself in that situation, right? Like sure. years later. Sure. And I, the show made me feel that. The show made me go like, oh shit, like Sarah's going to die after this. And Joel's going to have to live with the fact that like he's, he was playing the game it, that early on. I, I think the show for this episode does a way better job of setting up Joel is a broken person. I think they, you know, to what you're talking about, and then I don't know if it, it's always been there. And obviously, we know Joel so much through the two games, right? And like my whole argument, I've always said at the end, he's the bad guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's argued, arguable, obviously. But for this one to be the what you're talking about, then the nightmares, you know, that go on throughout, you know, you mumble in your sleep, whatever, and he's reliving the moment over and over, and then to get to the confrontation right and have it through that lens and yep. that mirror and then him to go ham and kill that guy and we i watched the thing at the end too which sucks because now it's not an original idea to talk about but it was the idea of like oh man like i bet for 20 years this guy sat there and been like if i could only do it over yep. again yeah. if i could only do it over, it over again, if i could only do and then he gets to the scene and it is like i'm doing to do it again and they again the master craftsman and short storytelling here of having already introduced us to the fact that he knows the soldier. He's cool with this soldier. He probably could get out of this if he wants to talk his way out of this, but having that flip switch of like, this is my chance. This is the guy. It's almost like memento, right? Of like, you get to be my John G. You weren't the guy who killed Sarah, but you get to be the guy who killed Sarah. And I'm going to yeah. fucking finally do what I've always wanted to do to you. Like that's fucking crazy. And to have that feel. And then also to, I, to the changes to have it fill in of like, yes, Joel and Tess are still smugglers and still go out. But how? When's the last time he did this? A year ago. He's not. What is he doing for in, day to day? Taking every fucking job he can to get as many ration cards as he can to then sling dope on the streets to then do this thing. Like he and is the jobs he's taken. Like he, the kid, the shot, yeah. the kid, the infected. Yeah, 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 where they, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, they right. check him and he's infected, and then they inject him, and then you see him be, like get killed or yep. get his body disposed of. It's like whoa this that to me feels so genuinely last of us and that's stuff that's hard to show in a video game because it's you really kind of have to sit in these moments and gamers don't just want cutscene 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 that these games already have a lot of but this to me like that was the first moment of the show that i was like 
holy crap like he's this in is such a dark even place more than i expect he's yeah. in such a dark place and he's just surviving period that's it and again i think the game to your point told you that and showed you that you know what i mean like oh hell he's not even hurt how did you know i've been on both sides before like we understand that but to be here and like I, that's a great point you just made of like as a gamer coming in no matter how dark the story is no matter how, whatever i'm picking up the sticks and i'm still me underneath the 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 mask of joel so i don't feel that darkness right whereas pedro pascal is doing such a great job of playing joel in such a terrible place right now that really does set it on edge and i'm sure is what again neil's vision was the first time around when you're playing the game he knows what this character is like internally whereas i'm just like Oh man, it sounds like Troy, and this is happening. That's what I, you know, <laughs> yeah, oh man, like bummer, your daughter died. Let's go kill some stuff. Uh, we gotta talk about that intro. You know, we I love. I'm a sucker for the HBO intros, both from the audio perspective and visual, and they they pulled it off with this one. I love this version of the the theme. I love how epic it gets towards the end. But the the visuals of the the straight up like you know what we want to make a Game of Thrones intro. So we're just going to do a Game of Thrones intro. Jen was immediately like, damn, this is Last of Us meets Game of Thrones. And the, the fungus turning into a, the map of America. It's like, this is the coolest Sick as freaking hell. thing. And you see where all the outbreaks are and Seattle's like popping off. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh we know about that. Uh, and um, then like later, like going over the dead bodies and the final shot of the fungus creating like what looks like Joel and Ellie. I was like, y'all fucking did the damn thing. So good. It was excellent. It was excellent, and it was, yeah, it, everything you're saying nails it of what it was of just, like, again, like, we've been building this up for so long, and, you know, you can have your Sonic the Hedgehogs, you can have your Detective Pikachu. And we will. And, oh, and, yeah. I, and I like both those movies. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not fucking around, but it has been that thing of, like, oh, man, is this going to be the one that is the one, that is the most true, that is the most on point, that is the awesome video game adaptation we want. And from that moment, like, okay. And even off the, you know, the cold open, it was a cold open, right, of the guy, the people talking, like, okay, like, this is good. And then you get into it, it's just, it was, it was so good. Brandon, funny thing I want to bring up, two things that uh, reminded me of Metal Gear Solid 4, oh. right? Oh. One, starting, the, starting off this cold open of the talk show stuff that feels a little bit weird, Metal Gear Solid 4. And then later, when we see them kind of running through the, the streets and it feels very Warzone-like, I was yeah. like, this reminds me of the Afghanistan oh, yeah. scene in the beginning oh, of sure, yeah, Metal okay. Gear Solid 4. I can say, yeah. Random shit. But I think that that's a testament to, specifically the second thing I was bringing up, the video gameness of this. Like, I, I'm surprised at how video game it feels um, while still being, being very authentically prestige television. Like, I, I kind of thought it was going to feel more movie tv and like not video game at all but like it very much has that kind of like even just like the writings on the walls and stuff like oh uh, yeah geo was like this feels like a video game and i'm like damn it's really funny how like it is so simultaneously such a video game thing but then also so so well crafted in the the world of this like the 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 world of last of us is so grounded uh that them using the graffiti as messaging to like rally this rebellion and there's even lines that they have later of like 20 years later it's it's not a rebellion it's just You're, spray painting yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. oh my god i love that what's hilarious about this scene you talk about watching it from a uh non-fans perspective or whatever poe was watching with me last night and he's played a bit of the last of us but like at ps3 era he doesn't remember anything about it and so like when uh there's that great line from joel of, like if you tell me to look for the light i'm gonna break your jaw or whatever like Poe's like, what, is that, what does that mean? And I was like, well, it's their slogan. Or it was half the slogan was on the wall at one point or whatever, in Ellie's uh, jail cell. And he's, like, and he's like, what's the rest of it? I'm like, you've seen it like seven times in this episode. He's like, I totally missed it. Was, you know what I mean? Like, a casually viewing, they're not reading so the graffiti funny. and being like, oh, this is a thing I need to pull in. That's why it's happening so much and being put up there so much, I think, right? Yeah. 
One thing I want to shout out too is the the conflict between Fedra and Fireflies, which is a thing from the original game. But yeah. like, I didn't really get it get it until this show, right? I think this show expanded on on that in a way where I was like, oh, okay, like I totally understand the Fireflies as a group now. It feels more fleshed out. It feels more fleshed out, right? In the game, it was very much the thing of like, no, this is like kind of a backdrop, and you know that you know you're delivering Ellie to the Fireflies, but it was never a thing that was really. Uh, established in terms of like, nah, man, they're they're in conflict with the Fedra, which is a government organization that like, yada yada yada. Watching it in the show and having it be explained of like, yeah, no, they're the Fireflies is a yeah. rebel group, right? And they're rebelling against the Fedra, which is the mili- which is the essentially the military, right? And it is like the, showing the conflict, showing the gunfire. I feel way more informed about everything going yep. on in the world of the Last of Us and just Boston in a way that I don't think the the original game got across as well. And I think again, that's the you know power of the television of being able to go to different perspectives and get give us those things right and have these conversations and even you know to see marlene talk to her second in command right and be like well i don't know if every leave the room and she starts giving a little bit of information of what's going or not even we know why ellie is important and what we need to do and all this stuff but it also goes so far then to establish the differences between them all right where i think in the game it was i always found it not weird but it was like there's the fireflies. They're rebelling. They're doing like a thing. There's there's the government. There's the military. Whatever. And then there's Joel and Tess who need all these smugglers? guns. They yeah, they're yeah. smugglers and they need a shipment of guns just to protect. I mean, like that makes it makes sense enough. But I also never really felt that dividing line between who Joel and Tess were and who the fireflies were. And so I think this game did a or this game <laughs> this first episode right already did a better job with the changes they made of okay cool like Joel just do anything. Tess is in the running. She's just, you know, doing dirty work as well or whatever. But they're trying to get a battery, right? I thought moving the MacGuffin for them from being the guns to the battery made more sense. Mm-hmm. And the battery being we want to get out to try to find Tommy, oh, who's been off the grid for, what was it, three weeks? He hasn't responded in three weeks, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, almost a month. And, like, the it's the way that they set up the timing on this, I was just like, it was so good. And, again, for somebody that hadn't watched it, Gia and my brother were very, like, oh, she's like, where's Tommy? Is he okay? And then yeah. it was like, oh, yeah, like, it's been a year or whatever. It's like, oh, shit, he is cool. And they're like, wait a minute. But it's 20 years later. Like, it's just, I love the playing with all that. Yeah, and I think, you know, moving that around and giving them more clear delineations of it made more sense for me, especially. And then I, I like the, I don't, I like the idea that they hadn't been out in a year, right? Okay, cool. We, yeah, we can smuggle you. We've done that before. But it is that idea of, like, if you're a viewer, you're like, well, they were going to take a team of Fireflies out to do this. They've all been killed. Now they're going to just take two people and rely on them to get it out there and do that. Like, I really like the changes they made subtly there to set the characters groups up, right? Different for the factions. They, they the have their factions. Factions. they have their own yeah. different conflicts, but they're all moving towards the same kind of goal. Yeah, and also you know keeping Tommy is a recurring thing because in the in the game, you know, like I remember my first time playing through. This, by the second time you get to Tommy later in the game, when you get to the dam, it's I was like, who the fuck is Tommy again? Like I don't remember this guy. And then you realize, like, oh yeah, it's from he was from the the opening. Them actually giving Tommy way more screen time. And then having it be a thing of the radio calls and figuring out the code and Ellie being like, all right, 60s means this, 70s means this, what does 80s that was mean? Cool. Right? And having that loop back around where she fig- she figures out that it means danger. Yeah. And at the very end of the what episode, a, you get that call. Ending, God what damn. a great way to end that. God show. fucking. And that was another one, too, of like, you know, I was talking to Barrett in the car about this, you know, uh, I'm a parent, so my life is never just an hour and a half of free time. So it was like, Started, stopped it, came back, then stopped it again to make popcorn. So I totally lost track of how much time had passed for uh, for the HBO show. And so like I'm watching, I'm like, damn, 
You know, when he, when they get scanned and Joel goes fucking off on this guy, I was like, all right, this is probably the hour mark, and now we're going to get – they got to show us clickers in the first episode, right? Mm. And then the fact they didn't, but they did that pan up. And I was like, oh, it, it, like credits rolling. I was like, that was so fucking cool. That was like, that was a great episode. And I'm like, did you see the clicker at the end? They're like, no. I'm like, oh, my God. I rewound it, and I'm pointing at the TV of him roaring. I'm like, oh, my God. Is that great? So good. And also that shot. Come on. Where you just see, like, the iconic last of a oh shot of the, the, building the buildings. Building. Leaning. Yeah, yeah. With the Depeche Mode playing it's like that is stuff that again feels last of us but was not in the game it's just like they nailed the vibe of what last of yeah. us is it means to us and i think that they've they've done such a good job of that specifically i want to talk about the characters uh specifically ellie like we we praise ellie so much as a character because she defies our internal instinct to not like kid characters Right, like we've watched so many TV shows and movies where it's just so annoying, where it's like get the kid out of the way, get the kid out of the way. But there was something about Ashley Johnson's performance as Ellie that you're rooting for her. You're rooting for her and Joel, similar to things like you know Logan and X23. Like there's been stories, but those are the ones where it's like, oh wow, they really did a good job because we, despite kind of wanting to not like this, we're rooting for them. And I think Bella Ramsey uh, was, you know, we're all kind of going into this like, can it be as good as as or at least comparable to? Ashley's performance and it was the code breaking like yeah. little uh, snip that she made at Joel that I was like she's not just a, a snippy teenager she's smart like she she's been born in this world understands things and I like that that was a unique to the show thing that felt authentically Ellie right and it mm-hmm. felt like we're gonna get it, it to me is a sign of we're about to get a lot more of this from a unique new performance that is still gonna be very true to what matters to the character yeah I'm currently in a place where I'm like I cannot wait for her to build her relationship with Joel right because right now she's in that stage where you know the, those two are not getting along like she cracks the code and you can tell Joel's about to go off on her because he's like pissed about her uh fucking with him when it comes to the Tommy thing right and like I like that right now we're in that stage and already I'm like, oh man, I really like this this Ellie. Let alone, what, three episodes from now when we get to Billstown, I'm sure that's going to do a lot for me falling in love with that character even more. And then when, the, when Joel and Ellie become an actual team team, Oh my god! Like I cannot wait for it. I thought yeah. she crushed it from the moment she opened her mouth. Like I thought she like you, you, meeting her in the way we met her, chained up like that, right? Seeing her like kick the like I was like, damn! Like she's crushing it, but it doesn't feel like she's copying. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like I'm getting a rehash Ashley performance. I'm getting her own performance, but it is distinctly Ellie. Her performance feels the most unique out of all the characters compared to the video game counterparts. Like Pedro Pascal is Joel, strikes me as Joel, right? Like Tess in the show strikes me as Tess. Ellie is the one where I'm like, you don't remind you like you don't strike me as that similar to the video game version but i like it you know like in the the ways that like she flips them off and all it feels more aggressive but i like that i go i i go the opposite where and not as a knock but ellie Mm -hmm. feels the most like comfort food where she is like oh this is ellie like i know this is ellie even the way she says certain things i'm like i can kind of hear ashley even though i know she's not doing that she's being ellie but ellie is just so distinct i guess for me it was like i think Pedro Pascal is getting to do so much more with Joel. Not because Troy couldn't, Troy could have, obviously, but a video game again. I'm going to be behind you with the camera the entire time. Like, you're talking about, you know, taking the kid who shows up in Boston at the, at the beginning of the episode, right? And dumping him in the fire when the woman can't. Uh, the, face, the facial reaction he has when he's pounding this guard down. And I saw someone in the chat go by talking about the uh, attack on the guard there at the end. 
that that's way better foreshadowing for what the end of the show probably will be if it's the ending of the game. And I totally agree with that too. Like, and I also love from the, you know, conversation uh, at the end of the show for the behind the actor studio kind of thing with everybody where they were talking about like how uh, Craig was talking about how, you know, Ellie's watching this and she enjoys it. Right. And it is that idea of like seeing someone defend her that way actually gets her like, Oh my God, like mm. I haven't had a parent. I haven't had a figure. Like you can see the seeds of that being planted. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I want to talk more about Ellie, but before we do that, let me tell you about our sponsor. This week on Patreon, the next-gen crew of Kinda Funny, myself, Barrett, Joey, and Roger, did a fantasy film draft picking which movies we think are going to be the best reviewed, and we had some wild choices. This third one is about to pop off with one Jonathan Majors, because he's looking a God big, big it. boy. He has a Creed killing me. Three, baby. He has a killing me, man. Go. Not even on my list. <laughs> Roger, how what is, is that your not on your list? <laughs> Dune 2. Right, mm, like that's no. gonna be Our a banger. Yeah. We have Austin Butler. Wasn't he like a child star in something? He's, Zoe one. Yeah. Zoe one. Oh he's the, my god! He's, the, he's like the bad boy. <laughs> yeah. <He's> the, oh. <laughs> my dude! Oh, oh my god! My god! Oh man, I love that dude. Can we draft a what? movie DLC? <laughs> <laughs> Trailer. Uh, I would like to draft an unannounced Marvel like post credit scene. Yeah. Like, Head over to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny to listen to this and hundreds of other exclusive episodes right now. So, Bless, earlier you were talking about how the, the difference between Fedra and the Fireflies in the game was a little bit muddy to you, but, like, the show is, like, really kind of cleaning it up. To me, um, I totally agree with that, and I love applying that even to Ellie and the backstory in the Fireflies and Marlene and things that we get later a bit in, yeah, left, in left Behind, behind and in the, in the comics and stuff. But I, I love what they're doing with Ellie and how they're building it up in the show of having her chained up and like just the conversations they're having and even the conversations Marlene is talking about of drop like, of Riley like the drop of Riley oh my like the stuff it's like oh wow like they're they're really kind of um pacing the story out in a way that so far I am like oh this this is the preferable way like to experience this like when we were leading into the part 1 remake we before we knew exactly what it was we'd been theorizing are they going to weave the left behind stuff in a little bit more uh as opposed to like how it currently is where it feels very separate there's a place for it to go but like mm -hmm. it, it feels like if they could go back they would change it and this kind of feels like oh yeah this yeah. is that this is them going back and like you imagine that more. left behind if i had to assume right it's going to be after the the scene in the game where joel falls and he gets incapacitated and like you know the next chapter is winter where you take over ellie in the dlc that the left behind chapter takes right takes place right before winter in terms of like how they tell the story you imagine that that still is how they do it in the in the show Right, which has me excited to actually have it be sequential in that way where you get there and it's boom, cliffhanger of is Joel still alive? And now it is another episode of no, here's Ellie's backstory with Riley while everybody else is everybody who hasn't played the game, right, or might not know, might, might be like, oh, but oh, I want to know about Joel. Like, what the fuck is happening? But they're really getting what is probably going to be the best episode in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I, I, I love that this episode was so good that. I would assume this is going to be the best episode of the show, just knowing mm -hmm. the content of the game. And now watching this, I'm like, oh my God, they did it. Now I'm looking forward. I'm like, oh, there's so much potential. If they, if they keep this quality up for the moments that we know are coming, like, I can't wait to see the David stuff. I can't wait to see the hospital stuff. Like, there's just so much. The hospital much. stuff is what gets me excited at this oh, point. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, this next time on, not next time on, but like this season on a trailer, like seeing so much, so much that they showed us that if you don't know, it's like just. Jen was like, I can't believe they're showing stuff from the final episode. I'm like, if you don't know, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, oh, like, it looked so great. I love the, the, the scene of Riley, too, where 
as people who played the game, we know exactly who Riley is and why that line was effective. But if you if you not played the game, it it just is a name, and you're like, all right, like I wonder what that is, right? What? But upon second watch, when you get back to that scene, it's gonna be like a oh fuck kind of thing, right? And like literally, I was I at a certain moment, I had to stop, and I was like, I'm typing some of these lines down because these are these are too good, right? Where it was um, Marlene uh, asking Ellie, was Riley a terrorist? And you see Ellie Ellie, Ellie pause, and then she whispers. Why won't you let me go home? Like that line right there, I was like, dude, this is this is so good. It's so good. Yeah, Marlene 100%. too, right? Yeah. Marlene like, killed that's it. So inc- so incredible, and to have her, the actress be the same actress from the game, and like to it just it's the game come to life in such an amazing way. But to even have it feels like more like it's been quote unquote a while since I played Last of Us One. I think last time I really played all the way through was leading into part two. But um, I, I feel like we're getting more of her in a way that like makes makes me a lot more excited for things later in the game because i feel like the marlene character later in the game was one of my least favorite aspects of the of the mm-hmm. game itself um but i am super super stoked on what, what i'm seeing here because i i think that a lot of the the qualms i've had before are going to be addressed and again i think it was a great way to the battery thing to bring them together to then have it be like here's why i'm giving them to you why i'm not sitting there and trying to figure this out again i'm bleeding out you're missing in the ear the cops are going to be here oh in five minutes yeah. like, you need i need i know you're capable so you guys got to do this and just get them to the rest of the fireflies like, what are they capable of oh my god <laughs> and what a great line that was right like it was like again to really set it up of like if you know you know but if you don't like you're in your Ellie shoes watching this like yeah what the fuck are they capable of and then you see joel just snap and take this dude out right and just fucking rock them i i loved the the girl being like I, why can't i do it? it's like you're missing it here and like just the it's a moment of levity that's like it's not levity at all like we're seeing yeah, yeah seeing the shot missing, of her ears gone but it's like that to me is like that the tone of of last of us overall and like them succeeding with it in unique new ways i, I gets me really excited i also really dug the pacing of this episode what sure. one of the concerns i had leading in was all right, you got nine episodes to tell the story of this full game, and we know from reports and from them talking about it is this season is supposed to cover the entire full game, right? And so how are you going to do that with only, with only nine episodes? If it is four seasons that you're jumping between, like you assume that there's going to be time jumps and all this stuff. By the time we end the first episode, I can, I can see clearly, like the road. Yeah. Like you got eight episodes left to tell the rest of the game. Cool, you guys are going to do this in a breeze. It's going to be easy for you. So um, this is uh, not confirmed but there's runtimes going around that i that i kind of believe based okay. on, on what's going out here uh so the one we just watched was 81 minutes next episode will be 55 episode three is 76 oh my god <laughs> four is 46 five is 59 six is 59 seven is 56 eight is 51 and then nine is 43 oh, so wow. we got a lot a lot of content ahead of us which is that's awesome. That seems rare where the where the, the last, last episode is the yeah. shortest one. Yeah, so what's in what I'm looking at this, I would be willing to bet, and I I might have even heard this somewhere, that this episode, the first episode, was actually supposed to be two, but then they put it. It felt together. like two episodes. Yeah, it did, it did. So maybe that's the the case where mostly they they'd be a little separate. Mm-hmm. But episode three supposedly is the Bill and Frank episode that everyone's yeah. stoked about. Have they talked about and I because I've tried to stay you know, columns clear is because I can't ask a specific question if I wait in to read an article. Have they talked about, is this the game? Is, it, is season one the yes. entire game? Yep. Okay, okay. The entire game and left behind. So. Okay, great. Yeah, which is really, really exciting. Um, But yeah, bless to your point about the pacing. I, I was right there with you where I thought they did such a good job of doing the whole Sarah story, yep. fleshing it out enough that it's like additive and like feels like its own kind of uh, segments and then getting to 20 years later, being in Boston, 
on the, here in the chat, Race the Sun 22 says that on the HBO Last of Us podcast, they said it was going to end when Joel put the kid in the fire. Oh, awesome. that makes that sense. Makes cool, sense. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to listen to that show. Um, but the the way that they handled the the pacing of gameplay where, um, you know, like you said, Bless, I played the beginning of Last of Us many, 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 yeah. many, many times. And like I usually stop around where this episode stops, where it's yep. like you get through the whole the drain, the sewage system or whatever. Um, and that's just for whatever reason where I put the game down. But all the gameplay stuff there that, you know, some of it's very great. Like I, I do enjoy the stealth stuff there, but all the ladders, all of the it's like, all like her it's all stuff. tutorial pretty much tutorial and setting the tone off the way that they cut it out in the show and instead made it much more just like focused character moments between tasks between all of them honestly but the way they handled robert's character i really enjoyed i like the yeah. changes they made there where instead of getting this crazy massive shootout action scene they kind of get to um a I'm place where the action's <laughs> already happened and instead of having to just see not boring gunfights but like we didn't need that in this episode you don't need to shoot out at the we, docks it, yeah, we yeah, just yeah don't instead getting this more kind of tense thing of like ellie busting through and like like him pointing the gun at her and like all that don't stuff point like, the gun at me this is this is so much better. Like this, and it also not just better. It's more. It's than, more suited uh, for TV. Suited for TV. These are the type of changes of like, how are they going to adapt this? It's like that's how, and they're doing great. Stuff. Suited for TV is a great way to put it. I think something that was interesting at the end of the episode, right, is again, this is like the game Joel's story, and he's the main, our main avenue through this, right, and Pedro's performance and everything else. What I thought was super interesting about this was he gets down. Beats the guy's face in, is sitting there wrestling with it, and then it's behind where Tess and Ellie are having the conversation of like, "Look, it's red. Oh my god, yep. look at this! I was bitten three weeks." And like, but that was still ne- they played that as like a side conversation and really let it hang on Joel and his pro- and processing the the anger, grief, realization of all this other. And I was like, "Damn, that's interesting that her." being bitten and immune right isn't what we're immediately isn't like the wow let's let's everything turn your eyes here audience this is what you need to look at it was like no no focus on what joel's going through i thought that was fascinating yeah yeah and the way they built that up to be kind of the cliffhanger too i think worked really well because while watching the episode i was like all right so where are they gonna where are they gonna end this thing because i feel like the game doesn't have natural endpoints aside from the season changes um but when they get there and yeah it is the oh man she's been bit and yeah like joel having just beaten up this dude and then you transition into the into the 80s music from the radio i was like oh this is how they're gonna end it and this is actually a perfect like cliffhanger right because it is yeah where i think a lot of us stop in the game when you pick it up for the first time again and it's like all right like because what the opening is only 15 minutes long which in the show it is they it ends up being 35 minutes just about there which i think is a like the perfect amount of time to extend it um but then yeah taking that flowing it into the uh boston stuff right and having that be an hour and a half episode as opposed to doing that those as two separate episodes i think that's just such a smart way to do it because i think otherwise that second half of the episode i could see it being boring like it could be fluff right and like in in the, in the way that I think that Sarah story leads perfectly into it and actually gives us that original, like, okay, this is such a good taste, and then it is all the exposition, all the background of what's going on in the world now. Um, t- putting those things together and having it be having it all ramp up to that final the, the final moments of the episode, I think was such a great way to do it. Yeah. One thing I want to give a shout-out, because I think we're, we're ramping down a bit. I enjoyed the uh, fake-out during the outbreak day we're driving around where the bronco pulled up and looked like it was gonna hit him and stopped and i was like oh and shit the <laughs> that is a fucking plane and i'm yes. like all right <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so great uh one thing that made me crack up is uh when they we, they get in there and then they see the um not the liquor the uh, clicker on the the wall oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah and uh gia's first uh question she was like 
wait, why aren't they wearing masks or anything? And I was like, that is very funny you asked that. I was like, actually, they changed that for the show. They did wear masks in the game. And I just thought it was funny that somebody that didn't play the game. Yeah, I would be like, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Um, but uh, a few things I want to shout out the line from Sarah, uh, drugs, I sell hardcore drugs. I, I love that, um, that line. Still plays. Yeah, still, still plays. plays like worked just as well as, as it did in the game. Uh, so shout out to that. Um, uh, there was, uh, Joel being worried about Tommy, uh, and like going through the map of the U S and mapping everything out, yeah. I think was such a great such addition good. because that is building up to this journey that, she, that he's about to go on with Ellie. And I think gives such good context of, all right, like he knows what he's doing. He knows the path he needs to take. Um, I think that added, added in such great char character development and detail uh, to this episode as well. Yeah. You know, one thing I do want to say, we've been talking a lot about the game uh, and the comparisons of it being a good show compared to the game. I really am excited that it is 2023 and we are watching a, for all intents and purposes, zombie show. And it can be this good. And, you know, we've seen The Walking Dead and Walking Dead's had amazing highs. It's had some lows and it's been a many, it's been many, many things. Right. But at the end of the day, I like that The Last of Us is as focused as it is. And both just as a game, as its sequel, like the story that we know, them being so uh, committed to telling that story and adding to that story, but not like deviating from the story. Um, and that story, I think, is just such a great, pure example of the things I like most about apocalypse shows or movies or media uh zombie stuff all that where you know it is about the relationships it is about character moments it is about like humans dealing with like we are the walking dead that whole concept and uh seeing the show it just so far seems like master class in those moments in dealing with grief dealing with loss dealing with the obstacles that um these things like getting money having to take these jobs like the the harsh reality of these worlds um i i think that the, this show this episode did such a good job of setting up this world and i can't wait to be in it for the next eight weeks yeah i mean just this episode already feels like it's made five seasons worth of progress of the walking dead where you get to the episode in walking dead where he where uh, rick is like we are the walking dead or whatever and it, you have that realization as an audience member that the real danger here is the humans uh in the first in this first episode alone even just the actions from joel where he's like no nah, keep driving and joel like be like no nah, man run through him like him making those decisions even pre-apocalypse and then getting to that moment with sarah where sarah gets gunned down by the uh um, military man or the policeman or whatever uh already we're there right like from the get-go and that is that is a game thing right like the game establishes establishes that but i think because the game is so good right we have a tv show that's very good and the fact that we are finished with episode one and i feel like we don't have to retread all these things that we get in so many other zombie fiction of building up to that point where it's like oh no we got to fear the humans already like how many cl clickers have really been danger compared to humans in this episode already you know yeah exactly yeah and, and last thing i'll say is i just feel like they did a great job of building a believable past lore like being 20 years later, like I think that they t gave us without being too heavy on exposition. Like when the episode started with the um, talk show thing, I was like, ooh, okay. How hard are they going to go on this type of like exposition to let everybody know here's where things are at and whatever. And I love it because that was necessary to give the real past thing of like the fungus stuff. And this isn't zombies, it's fungus. But then to get the 2003 and then uh, 2023 specifically, I feel like I understand from 2003 to 2023 so well just based on what they told us about the different factions and what they told us about where they're at and showed us um without it being too overly heavy of like five years ago this happened and then 10 years ago this happened and then it's like mm. we just see it we get the world and it kind of is a it, you can like fill it in yourself i forget what year the the original game takes place but like i assume it was in 2023 2013 oh was it really 2013 yeah right 
because like seeing 2023 on the pop up on this on the show, I was like, damn, dude, like that, for some reason that hit for me where I was like, oh, man, that's right now. <laughs> like that, it's 2023 right now. Right. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But like where like, I guess where did the current or like the like the where the last story ended up taking place, like the Ellie story. I forget what year that was, because that was a lot many years later. Right. Sure, but I think it was similar, wasn't it? Where it was, it was like, like twenty years or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So it would have been like 2033 20, 20, or something. <laughs> oh yeah, twenty thirty three. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's what it was, if memory serves. But it's like both for the game and I feel for uh, the show. Like, does it really matter? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it gives you a, a, a jumping off point for where you're at. But then it's like the game. I think exists so well in the vacuum of time, where it's like playing it and it feels like even if it is 2013 or if it's you're replaying it in 2023 right like maybe the tv's too big but it's like you know you're still in this like okay cool it's a modern enough society that then jumps to the thing yeah i love seeing the phone like the nokia cell phone oh yeah yeah i love a little time stuff uh well everyone let us know in the comments below what you thought about hbo's the last of us episode one um let us know your theories let us know what you the changes you liked, the changes you didn't like all of that stuff uh and we'll be back every single monday right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny at 9 a.m uh reacting to each and every episode i'm very very excited thank you boys for joining me cole it's been a pleasure to meet you look at that tongue he's so cute so cute so cute uh but anyway shout out to you Neil, shout out to HBO, shout out to everybody. You did it. You did the damn thing. I can't wait for more. Till next time. I love you all. Goodbye. Bye.